0: What does the word conversion mean? You know, we use it often today when we speak of a person converting. Uh, We're speaking of a change in religious beliefs and practices. So, for instance, the people that are in RCIA are in the process of converting to Catholicism. Uh, And God willing, uh, after Easter, they will have been converted to Catholicism. You know our word conversion. It comes from a very similar Latin word, conversio, which means uh, to turn around. In the New Testament, the word we translate as conversion is a Greek word, metanoia, which means more than just a change or turning around. It it is a a change of heart, a change of mind, um, an inward transformation. You know, conversion is not a one time thing in our tradition. Conversion doesn't end at the Easter vigil if you came into the church as an adult, or the baptismal font uh, if you were brought into the church as an infant. It's meant to be this ongoing process throughout our life because ultimately our destiny, uh, the purpose God has created us for, is to be a saint. And he will bring about that transformation, but we need to be willing participants for it to happen. And that is why the church tells us that we are always called to further conversion, to further turn away from sin and towards God. And the church gives us this season of Lent to enter into that ongoing conversion with renewed intensity. You know, I... I, I've been reading a book recently about conversion. It's called Into the Deep, and and, and, uh, it's written by a woman named Abigail Renee Favale. Uh, It's an interesting story. She was raised in an evangelical home, but in college, uh, she went through a pretty dramatic change, and she embraced a a somewhat radical form of, of feminism that created a conflict with the evangelical faith of her youth. Won't go to all the details but eventually in a very unlikely manner she was drawn to the Catholic Church. She went through RCIA, she entered the church but in her book she says that her true conversion didn't start until a year after she entered the church. And that's when she began to truly pray for the first time she said. She quoted A homily from St. Ambrose, uh, St. Ambrose of Milan. He gave a homily on the gospel that we have for today from Matthew 6. And here's what St. Ambrose said about our gospel today, specifically about the line where Jesus says that when we are to pray, we are to go to our inner room, close the door, and pray to our Father in secret. And our Father who sees in secret will repay us. Here's here's what St. Ambrose said. You must understand that this room is not the room with four walls that confines your body when you are in it, but the secret space within you in which your thoughts are enclosed and where your sensations arrive. That is your prayer room, always with you wherever you are, always secret, Wherever you are, with your only witness being God. We all have this inner monologue going on inside our head and inside our heart and soul throughout the day. And this deep mental prayer that Abigail uh, Favale entered into was when she allowed God to come become a part of that monologue. And I guess at that point it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. Here's here's what she said about learning to pray in this inner room. She said, when she began to do it, the prayers, the words of the prayers became dangerous words. Dangerous because they prompted a sea change, a sweeping, maddening, disorienting shift in in my worldview. This is where it began, the real conversion, the wrenching inward revolution, not all at once, but hour by grinding hour, month by grueling month. When I began to pray privately, the birth pangs quickened. Not because I was making it happen. I was finally letting God uh, make it happen. And so she would pray deep in the recesses of her soul with meaning and purpose. Create in me, O Lord, a clean heart. Renew within me a steadfast spirit. She began to not just say these words vocally, but meditate upon them chew upon the words interiorly, speak to God about them, and listen to him. And she went through this profound metanoia, this profound change of heart and mind, a profound conversion. St. Paul tells us in our second reading, Behold, now is an acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It's as if he's saying, while it's still today, be reconciled to God, be converted. How do we heed this call to deeper repentance? Well, on a basic level, a good place to start is by making one really good, sincere confession this Lent where we hold nothing back, where we sacramentally turn away from our sins and turn towards God and his mercy. But also, we ought to pray. And not just simply pray vocal Prayers with our, with our lips, but set, a time, set, set aside time each day to do this deep mental prayer, to reflect and meditate on the word of God, to converse with our Lord, to speak to him and listen to him. Abigail Renee Favale began to undergo a profound conversion when she began to pray in her inner room and was transformed. God wants us to be converted in a similar way, and to continue to be converted until he makes us the saints he created us to be. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Don't let this Lent pass by as business as usual. Today, this Lent allowed the Lord to transform you and convert you.